The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. And what's up? Welcome in. This is episode 23 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your main man, the host, Nookie Bishop Jr., joined as always by T. Teddy and Adrice Elbow. T. Teddy, haven't seen your face in three weeks now when you haven't done a podcast. How you doing? Well, today I'm on it's some bullshit, but I'm happy to see y'all. Good to hang out with my boys again. A lot of shit has happened to baby. Absolutely, absolutely. Seasons been changed. We got a lot to get into today, so we'll get into that in just a minute. Adrice, before I bring you in, man, things is getting hard out here, man. I seen my neighbor down the way straight hoeing, straight hoeing. Listen, he used to have a gardening crew that would come in and seed and aerate the lawn, you know, trying to get it ready for spring. But he was out there, right there himself, with some garden tools, hoeing his garden, man. People are straight hoeing on the block in 2020. What's up with that? How you feeling, man? What's up, Nook? What's up, T. Petty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And it's fall. It's a new season. And your boy is, um, I'm about to switch out my lotions. You know, I, I got different lotions for different seasons. You know, I got the summer lotion. I'm about to switch to the fall. And by the time I get to the winter, it ain't no lotion no more. It's just straight Vaseline, petroleum jelly. <laughs> now I have to put on my elbows. <laughs> But uh, I, I don't know what's going on with your neighbor either, man. Like, when you say that he was, like, hoeing, I was like, ooh, times is rough. But, like, um, you know, I, I was thinking about the other type of hoeing. But the type of hoeing you was talking about, I think that's a survival skill for 2020, just in case you got to go back to, like, planting and agriculture. So uh, are you getting ready types, for 2020? Both types of hoeing are survival skills. Well, Sex that's true. That's true. They, they both survival. That's right, T. Petty. Sex work is making more money than my punk ass. I'm going to start an OnlyFans page and only show my feet. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a I'm minute. Be rich. Hold on. Don't give out all the ideas. We'll talk about that off air. We'll talk about that off air. But yeah, my man used to have a little gardening crew. He used to come and do that, but he's out there straight hoeing himself. All right, y'all. Listen, we got a lot to get into, so let's go for this $3, $4 for sports. We got your man Josh Bellamy. He used to play for the New York Jets. He got arrested and charged with felonies. He um, applied for some PPP money. He asked for 24. I believe he got 17. He went out and spent a lot of the money on Gucci. That's right, Gucci. Also, and uh, they played the state, same stadium. Uh, your man got charged. DeAndre Baker got charged with holding up a dice game. Uh, he's a cornerback, or used to be a cornerback for the Giants. Got charged with holding up a $100,000 dice game with a gun. That's a felony. So uh, he no longer plays for the Giants. So that's crazy. Then also, your man, Daniel House, he played for the Rockets. The Rockets was in the playoffs in the bubble, but they left, you know, they uh, got trounced early. They didn't make it to the conference finals. But your man, Daniel House, had to leave early because 
they say he had an inappropriate overnight stay with a lady COVID tester. So boom, bam, biff, uh, they locked eyes. Harry met Sally. They stayed overnight. They found out about it, and your man couldn't play, and that was that. So T. Petty, um, the PPP money, the dice game, and Daniil kicked out three, four dollar sports. What's your thoughts on that? Let me start the third story first. First of all, who telling that man's business? Like, why they busting because he was in the bubble with the Rona tester lady? But now he ass out. He got kicked out. He got in trouble. Now he got to go home to his wife because he's married and explain. Well, he ain't got to explain. She probably already know he all. But now she's got to explain why he was embarrassing her yet again. This ain't the first time and it won't be the last. Second story, the dice game. That shit is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that goes back to my point that I made. Was this a rookie dude? Was he a rookie? No, I think this was like his second or third year. If I'm not so, mistaken. again, rookie dick. He wasn't making no real, real money yet, so he going to pull a dumbass move like that for the short-term game. I mean, a $100,000 dice game. I might be tempted to do that, but that shit is kind of funny. He just busted in. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's fucked up. Okay. Everybody get on the ground now. <laughs> Trying to make a fake accent. We know it's you, uh, DeAndre. And then, what's the first dude's name? Josh something right? Josh Bellamy with the Jets. Well, formerly of the Jets. I don't give a damn about that. All kind of little Trump flunkies is running around defrauding the government, stealing our money left, right, and center. So he got a little punk-ass $17 million and spent way too much of his own Gucci. <laughs> now, that's dumb as hell. I mean, he should have done something else to flip that little money. So now he got to go to prison. Well, at least he's going to go in style. Yeah, I should keep your Gucci gear. Oh, he about to check that in that It's bag, a federal right? prison. So he'll be in there, you know, with the little white collar people. He can keep his Gucci. He might set off like a little Gucci, like shopping bag thing, uh, <laughs> shop on eBay or something. You can still get computer access. Can, so maybe you could, you'll sell it. Uh, or he can sell it out of his room, like, you know, like a bootleg. Well, not his room, his, his cell. His cell, his room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be his room. There you go. All right, Drees. So um, Josh Bellamy with the PPP. I checked into this, bro. Where was he born? That's right, Florida. So another Florida man on the PPP money. Your man robbing a $100,000 dice game. And Daniil got kicked out of the bubble for having some type of relations with the COVID tester lady. What's up with that, bro? All right, I'm gonna start first with the uh, the COVID test lady, and I, and, you know, they got a bubble, so you can't bring nobody into the bubble. So I, I guess the COVID test lady is fair game, you know, like she's within the bubble, and of course she would not have COVID, so that's good. But T. Petty brought up a good point, dude. You is married, so you shouldn't be doing that anyway. <laughs> so, so that's 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 a no go right there. And the other two players, like I'm starting to you know, feel bad for ball players because just like everybody else affected by COVID, they worried about their job and how they're going to make money. And obviously they see their jobs ain't going really well, you know, because it could stop at any moment. Think about that. But they're getting game checks. I know. But just think about the average career in the NFL. It don't last that long. And now you got COVID. That's and happening right sh- now. They trying to. They, 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 they thinking about well, felony? what's my skill set? T. Petty. They they saying what's my skill set? I rob dice games. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't let that like 
you know, just go to the wayside. I got to keep that sharpened just in case. In case I get kicked out for sleeping with the COVID lady, I got to have my dice robbing game skills up the par. So you got to make sure you you on that. And then the the, P, the PPP money, that's just straight. You you just a scammer at that point. Like he, he used to be a scammer. He used to run the cars. He used to run whatever. And he's just doing what he know. So they just resorting back to how they usually hustle to make money in case stuff falls through with the NFL. That's all that is. You're right, though, man. It's like some of these cats don't have any after-football-life skills. Maybe they was trying to test it out to see what they can get away with, and they got away with absolutely nothing. So <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Uh, we'll make sure we follow those cases and uh, hit y'all up. Okay, we're going to go three for a dollar like this. Up, up, and away. Okay, David Blaine did a stunt, you know, the illusionist David Blaine did a stunt called Ascension. He rose like uh, five miles above the Arizona desert with nothing but helium balloons. Things could have went really, really bad, but he had a parachute on. The uh, He let the balloons go, and then he parachuted back to Earth. No injuries, okay? Good to go there. Also, in Taiwan, they had a kite festival. Um, they have it every year, and it's a city known for wind. Somebody let a three-year-old little girl who weighed about 25 pounds hold the kite. A big gust of wind came and blew her up in the air, and uh, she got blown for about 100 yards. The people that was at the Korea, uh, the, the Taiwan Kite Festival was just screaming the whole nine yards. She finally got blown back to earth. No injuries to report there. We good to go. Also, three pilots at LAX in Los Angeles said that they saw a man with a jetpack in the flight path as they was descending to land at LAX. So, Adris, what's up with all this crazy up in the air stuff, man? Man, I think everybody is just trying to get off Earth right now. 2020, they just done <laughs> with it. And um, I'm going to say this, like, David Blaine is not a magician. That ain't no magic trick. You're going you gonna to get in some helium balloons and go five miles in the air, pop the balloons, and jump out with a parachute. That ain't no trick. You was a stuntman at that point. David Blaine, you was a stuntman. And, you know, I saw the video of the um, of the little girl and the kite, and it was scary. When that kite took off, it just grabbed that girl, and she was up in the air, flailing God. around, and people was horrified. See, Patty is cracking me up because she's laughing. It is. Like, uh, now, the, now, the kite Did came down. Did she die? She's no, fine. She was okay, but it was That's funny after funny. the fact. It was funny after the fact. <laughs> It was like, oh, my God. But it was scary, like, looking at it. But when it came down, it was funny. You know, if, if there had been, a, like, a, a black bomb, and she's like, I bet you won't do that no more. Exactly. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you won't do that Who no more. Who told y'all ass to grab that kite anyway? Sit yeah. down. <laughs> and then, I, what was the third story, Nook? What was the third story? The jetpack. The jetpack. Jet oh, my God. I don't know how I forgot that. A jetpack. <laughs> How's a man flying around in a jetpack in the way of, like, planes? You know, like what is like what is the um it ain't no rules with that. Like, you know, can't no plane stop midair. Who got the right of way on that? You can't tell who got the right of way. <laughs> the plane got the yeah, right of way. Yeah, the plane got the right of way. <laughs> exactly. Cause it can't stop. That's I hope they find that person. T Patty, what's up with that? The jetpacks, the kite, and David Blaine. We already know how I feel about the kite. That shit is funny. <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that. You know, like if the Nothing baby had baby. like 
Did that baby like, what, what did you do over the weekend? Oh, I got picked up by the wind and blown up. Your child is all A's, is, is peaking in the 99th percentile for imagination. No, that shit really happened. No, well, okay, think about it, though. The baby was smart enough to keep holding on to the kite and not let go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the baby was smart. The baby's fine. Whatever. I, I mean, whatever. She won't remember it. She won't remember it. She's only three. Yeah, she's three, so she probably won't remember it. <laughs> what you think about uh, the jetpack and the, the jetpack uh, man he is a hazard like if you want to experiment with your little jetsons jetpack whatever the fuck fine but don't do it around airplanes like you literally could have gotten hit by a plane causing all kind of incidents like who did you think you were so I know they haven't found him. They're probably not gonna find him. How are you gonna chase a man in a jetpack? <laughs> yeah, you're like you ain't gonna never catch me if I got a jetpack. I'm gonna break right. all kind of laws. He was probably Elon Musk with his dumb ass. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly who it was, T. Patty. That's exactly who it was. Just go straight to his house and arrest him. <laughs> like we know it was you. You trying to go to space? Jetpack. And uh, Tony Starks. And, now see, Iron Man, now that's a possibility. Um, David Blaine, like, he is so boring to me. I'm so over him. I was like, somebody pop one of them damn balloons, whatever. <laughs> Just please get him off of my goddamn TV. So I don't give a damn about him. And I agree, he ain't no damn music, uh, magician. When was the last time he did a trick? For real. Lately, he's been like tight, using a little, walking on a little tight ropes and pulling stunts like this. So he's trying to he's trying to be a daredevil, not a not a magician. He is no David Copperfield. There's that. Now David Copperfield. Now that's a real magician. Now that's a magician. <laughs> that's a real magician. <laughs> he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. y'all these next stories i'm just gonna go in and give y'all one sentence and y'all go in uncle ben's rice is now ben's rice t petty i don't give a damn all right technically they said ben's original but come on now that's the best you can do now you a southern man idris do you use uncle ben's rice in your house no, we don't use no Uncle Ben. Exactly. Everybody knew Uncle Ben was racist <laughs> from the beginning. You know, Uncle Ben's rice. And, and that rice come in a box. Look, I, I grew up in South Carolina. I, like, you know, you know, you ain't never seen like a, like how rice grow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't put rice in no box. I've never seen how rice grow. I'm from the city. Yeah, how you don't grow? put rice in no box. It's in a little rice patty. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you don't, you don't put it in no box. So, so that's that's bag, number one, right? and then you put it like um you know Uncle Ben's on there. We ain't falling for that. We don't want to use no <laughs> Uncle Ben's. <laughs> All right, Dries. Couple in California had a baby reveal. Baby reveal with the sparks caused a wildfire. Mm. This is a this is just a tragic story. This is like really sad. You know, you you think about this um, you know, they had this gender reveal party and it started this massive fire and like I think one person actually died because of the fire now, like, you know, it's gotten that bad. But like you know, you, you I just think about I feel bad for the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's like you got like that's gonna be your like that's gonna be your claim to fame. It's like you know you know your daddy like burned out half the California. Yeah, your dumbass daddy. <laughs> yeah, like you know, not not our baby gotta live with that. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> T. Patty, when did they switch over? I know the, the gender reveal had the colored smoke, but this one has sparklers and shit. What? what oh, when did been, that change? They've been doing this. This is not the first fire that's been started by a gender reveal. There was another one last year or the year before. Gender reveals by themselves, but they're just fucking stupid. So you don't know your baby might come out you have a gender reveal with the pink smoke or the blue flames or whatever the fuck and your kid will come on me like mm, nope i am a male trapped in a female's body or vice versa so you don't set the damn state on fire for what because you want to have some preconceived notions about your child's gender what you need to be doing is just praying that the baby is healthy go sit the fuck down somewhere and eat some goddamn cake Quit annoying us. There's enough shit going on without you catching the damn world on fire trying to reveal what your baby's gender is. What they need to do is get like David Blaine to go up in the heat of balloons (laughs) (laughs) and then he like pop one of them and whatever smoke color that is, that's gonna be your baby. That's what they need to do. (laughs) David Blaine, baby reveal tonight. Don't get him no damn ideas. (laughs) Okay. Uh, T. Petty, public service announcement. A lady in Texas got uh, some of that Dollar Admiral hand sanitizer and put it on her hands, okay? After that, she immediately went to light one of those bath burn candles at her house. Oh, Set herself on fire. So the hair on her arms and all this caught by her hands, arm, and her clothing she burnt herself up on 18% her body. Now, Yo, was already... this napalm? This wasn't no... They said it was one of those hand, hand sanitizer. They interviewed the lady from the hospital. She said, don't do that. Damn. So we've been out here warning people about this off-brand hand sanitizer. And she had the aim and flame whoosh and caught herself on fire. So, T. Petty, um, your thoughts on either the dollar hand sanitizer or the combo with the candle? Okay. First of all, hand sanitizer is not a substitute for soap and water. Quit hoarding hand sanitizer. Wash your goddamn hands. You're only supposed to use hand sanitizer if you have absolutely no choice. And it's so cheap anyway. Why are you getting some bootleg hand sanitizer from the dollar store? It's probably 99% alcohol. So she had it on her hands. She went to light the candle. The alcohol caught on fire. Which I did that experiment where I was a kid. Did y'all, did y'all ever do that? You dip your finger in some alcohol and then you light the alcohol on fire. It does not. Okay. No, I, I never did. It don't burn you, T-Patty? No, because the alcohol I don't believe off. you, T-Patty. I ain't going to try that. Listen. I don't believe you. Oh, I mean, don't try it now because you probably would burn the fuck up. But the alcohol burns off, but if you don't like shake it out, then it's like, well, ain't nothing left for skin, so I'm finna see what's up with that. And <laughs> I mean, this is terrible because she was actually injured, so that's fucked up. But uh, just use soap and water, people. Don't you mess see, around you, you with that right hand on sanitizer. That if, if you got access to fire, you probably got access to soap and water. She was clearly at home lighting yeah. candles. So exactly. why didn't you just wash your damn hands, girl? Quit being lazy. Now look at you. Burnt the fuck up for no reason. Grease this dollar hand sanitizer. Get them every time. What's up? Yeah, you know, I'm with T-Petty on this one. Like, just use soap and water. It's a lot safer. The worst you can do is maybe get scalded by, by the hot water. <laughs> <laughs> at least it ain't over 18% of your body. 
You know, like, dang, um, like that. <laughs> Ring of fire. Unbelievable. Okay. So we're going to keep it on the fire tip, okay? In France, it was an 80-year-old man, okay? And he had one of those electric fly swatters. You know what? And you tap and you and it kills the fly with the if you get close with the you know little electronic uh thing. It, yeah, it, it looks like a, a tennis racket, but it's electrified. Right, and it, yeah. and, it and it kills and fries the fly. Okay. Where are you going with this? So the man was having dinner in his house, right? But it was a fly flying around. So he's eighty. You know your hand eye coordination goes as you get older. So he went to kill the fly, but he had left. Why he was eating? While he was before the fly was bothering him while he was eating, so he went to kill the fly while he was eating. What happened was the fly got close to the stove where it was a pilot light. Oh, and he missed the fly, and the spark ignited the pilot light that was blowing the gas, blew his whole goddamn house up. So, um, <laughs> so he didn't have dinner, and now he's outdoors. His kids is getting together to see how they can. Rebuild his house. He lived. He, he made it. He lived. He lived. He blew. He blew the kitchen up and some other parts of the house. Um, did catch fire. But yeah, he missed the fly and the pilot on the stove was still lit with the gas. Boom! Boom! Blew that shit up. So, um, Wait, can you imagine him having to explain that to his children? Pop out. What, what happened? Pop Never mind his kids. What about the insurance adjuster? <laughs> Oh oh my do they God. have do they have uh, so, farmers okay. over there? This goes he, back. Did to, he get hurt? He's fine. <laughs> he they say he's living at a like, campsite look, outdoors. That, that man for the is summer. never gonna die. He ain't God, never, he's like one of the old men that never die. But look, this this goes back to T. Petty's point. Why ain't you just using a regular fly swatter? There it is. <laughs> like if you if you can chase the fly and catch it with an electric fly swatter. You can chase it and catch it with a regular fly swatter. That's just doing too much. That's just too much. T. Patty, you able to get any opinion on this uh, between the laughs? I know he burnt his hair off and everything and shit. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, my God. Oh, we the fly. First of all, why are you holding a fly swatter while you're eating? That's fucking disgusting. That could have just, that's nasty. Nasty. And I agree <laughs> with a cheese. You don't need an electric fly swatter. That's doing too fucking much. Now you'd have burnt your damn house down to the foundations. <laughs> hey, T Patty, I bet he wouldn't use hand sanitizer right after he been blowing out. Let me, let me sanitize my hands. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he is not injured, but that also is funny. This is funny. That's funny as hell. You know, he's got an extra story for 2020. Okay, speaking of flies, the Metropolitan Transit Authority, you know, they run the buses and the subways in New York City. They officially voted today to ban pooping on the buses and the subways in New York. T. Petty, the floor is yours. Well, sure. That's all anybody needed. For it to be banned. So that's going to stop people from taking this shit on the train <laughs> and on the platform. Like, why do you even need to take a vote for that? That's just fucking stupid. Uh, apparently, this is a thing. I don't know who's indoors or I mean, outdoors or people a, have a poop fetish or what it is. I ride the train. They, I ride the train here and it's a thing. People piss. They take a shit. They do all kind of shit on the train and on the platforms. 
but you don't need to be passing rules and regulations. Like, you shouldn't be taking a shit anyway. You don't need <laughs> to pass rules to do that. What what they should have been meeting about was those damn fares is too high. Have you have you ridden a train in New York recently? No. The service was, well, before the Rona, the service was trash, and it cost too damn much. That's what they need to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Not people taking a shit. <sighs> Drees number two I, I on the bus and the train. It's been officially outlawed. Did in you New say York number City. two? No, I did say number two. <laughs> All right. So. What if you took a number two on the number two? <laughs> that is an option. <laughs> Not anymore, guy. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take the P train. <laughs> Listen. All right. So my thing with like making a rule against it, right? It's like, okay, so you got to make a rule that you don't poop or pee on the train or the buses. My thing is like, what if somebody get together with other people and they want to revoke that rule? Like, what you going to do? So by making it a rule, you can actually make it revocable. So like, if, if they advocate what? <laughs> and they get this rule right before, it was just like, you don't do it. It's just like, everybody know that you don't do it. But when you come out and say, don't do it, and it's a rule... What if somebody wanted to, like, remove that rule? So now that means you can actually pee and poop on the train. So I worry about you sometimes. I'm, you I'm saying, if it's a rule, that means it can be revoked. You, can, you, they, you know? If they try and revoke that, I want to see that public hearing, and I want the people to spell and say their name, where they live, <laughs> and put their face right on the camera so that you know where the doodle man and the doodle lady is. You're like, you, hey, you look, you, you know how you got people who was like, you know, me wearing a mask, that's resp- restricting my freedom. You can't tell me where I can poop and pee. Okay. Is that's that res- a felony? That's restricting that my freedom. That's misdemeanor. That's, that's bioterrorism. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the COVID. The COVID is bioterrorism, but you ain't going to wear no mask. I, I ain't got to wear no mask. That's no, restricting my freedom. That reminds me. Let us come back to this whole mask situation and the Rona, because I got something I want to talk about. Gotcha, gotcha. 10 4. Okay, we're going to split it up because uh, we got some international stories we need to get to. But we have been dolezal again. Jessica Krug ain't black. Jessica Krug was an African-American studies professor at George Washington University who was living her life as a black woman, revealed in a social media post that she's white, and she lost her position as an African-American studies professor at George Washington University. Dolezal is a verb. Rachel Dolezal did the same thing. So, T. Petty, I'm just going to let you go ahead. We're clearing the paint out for you on this one. You ain't got a lot of kick it. You don't. So this Jessica Krug, who said that she was an Afro-Latina from New York, has been a fraud her entire professional life. So she has taken away and taken away an opportunity that should have gone to somebody who actually is an Afro-Latina. So that professorship that she had, speaking opportunities. Her entrance in cachet amongst the black community, the uh, Latina or Latinx community, like that shit is so fucking offensive. 
And the only reason she fessed up to it is because she got busted. People were asking questions because she was lying. And you know, when you're lying, you got to have a good memory to keep that shit straight. She wasn't keeping it straight. She was lying about what she was from the Bronx. And then other times, people were like, well, I grew up in the Bronx around that time. We never see your punk ass. Her story started falling apart. Because she couldn't just play her position and keep it low. She wanted to be all, you know, out there giving speeches and telling black people they wasn't black enough. Like, bitch, are you serious? I'm just... And her and another chick in the same week got busted doing the same thing. And I am tired of people profiting from us and always taking, 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 taking and never giving anything back. So I'm over it. Drees. They out here dolezalling us. We got dolezalled again, man. Jessica Krug ain't black. What's up? Man, that's wrong on so many levels. I, you know, I can, I can barely, like, express how wrong that is. But, you know, I, like, I think, like, the appropriate punishment for that is that, like, you know, you should, like, now, like, have to live with all the consequences of being black with none of the, the benefits of it. So, like, every, every Ooh, discrimination... Good. That is put on black people. You should have to live with that now. Every everything that we get on a daily basis, you should get that. But none of the privileges of being black. If if, if you want to try to take advantage of it, like once you carry some of that burden and, and some of that pain, and mm-hmm. and see how that feels. So that's just, that's a horrible story, man. They need to like sentence her to a life of like unseasoned food, box macaroni and cheese. Um, just watch potato Turner salad Classic. with raisins in it. Yeah, uh, Turner Classic movies. None of that shit. You always get cheated when you go when you go apply for a loan. You get the highest. You get the highest like uh, interest rate. All the bad well. stuff. We need to start like a black tribal commission or something like that, so we can ask these people like they will. Uh, we will be the experts. And it'd be, you know, like a like a citizenship test. And, you know, if you got some questions about a person's, you know, ethnicity, I'll really take about seven, eight, nine, ten questions. I'm like, yes, no. Mm. And be like, thank you, like at a job interview. And you make sure they're out of there. They didn't leave a phone. And then you tell the people that's doing the hiring, he black, she black. So Rachel Dolezal, when I saw her, I knew she wasn't black. I don't know yeah. how she got that off. She, no she idea. She faked them out with that hair. With that hair. That's yeah, that makes me angry, though. It pisses me off. Yeah, the cornrows. Mm, mm, mm. So All the right. Ugh, gosh. Exactly. Unbelievable. Okay, y'all, let's go uh, international. T. Petty, you said you wanted to get back to the mask, so we will. The Canadian Prime Minister said, people in Canada, if you're having sex, you should be wearing a mask. I'm going to go to Dries first so I can let you get your thoughts out on that. But Dries, Canadian uh, Health Minister uh, says, like the Surgeon General for Canada says, that people should be having wearing a mask when they're having sex. All right, I'm, go- I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Canadian minister on this of health. I think this is this is spot on. She she <laughs> she's spot on with this one. I, okay, I'm gonna break it down to you like this, Nook and oh, Petty. I go. want you to imagine the first person who said you need to wear a condom when you having sex. You know how people reacted to that. You mean you want me to put something on my penis, a plastic sheathing <laughs> on my penis? And then, and then, the, then the women was probably you want somebody to insert some plastic, some latex in my vagina like that is crazy. I would never do that. That is the that is the dumbest thing in the world to put something on your penis and then put it inside a vagina. 
So it's the same thing with these masks. If it's going to stop an infectious disease, then you need to wear the mask while you're having sex because it's a, it's a respiratory disease. And if you're going to present it, it's just like a condom. No, it's not. T. Petty? It's not just like a condom, sir. I will just say this. I'm not finna fuck you if you got on a mask. <laughs> Where's the man on a mask? Period. <laughs> With a T. Like, absolutely fucking not. If I am worried about you giving me the Rona, I don't want you in my spot anyway. That's a good point. That's so a good point. I'm if you got the Rona, not, you don't need you, you don't, don't need to be first, around me. <laughs> you don't need to be around me. You don't need to be closer to six feet. You don't need to be closer to sixty feet. You definitely don't need to be trying to fuck if you got the Rona. Mm. So I, it just, I mean, that's just not. Well, I, w- I will say sexy. if you if you ain't in shape, that's it's gonna be pretty hard. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> See, now I'm not. I'm I'm against the mask for a different reason. <laughs> If you're a bigger dude or you're a bigger lady and you've got that mask on and I can't see that you're struggling to breathe if you're the other party and you huff and puff and you fuck around and have a heart attack and then you're dead, then you're going to have a harder time explaining why Buffy or JoJo is dead and you was the last person that seen him alive. The health department going to be coming out. Like, That's why, contact why, why tracing they right there. Why they had a mask on their face? Why they exactly. had a mask on their face? Was the mask on there when you left or was the mask on in there when you came in there? Then you tiptoeing out. Do the door lock behind itself? How long do the body stay in the house with the mask on after you done gave them the fatal goodies and boom, boom, bam, bam, bam. Why is it the fatal goodies? It's not the goodies. It's the problem. It's your raggedy-ass respiratory system. Hey, we don't, you know, you you can't look at a person and tell if they got a raggedy respiratory system, but if you put you a goddamn mask up. on and they sucking in more carbon dioxide uh, that they should be expelling. They are then not now hold is. on, now stop right there. That's what the anti maskers say. You do not suck in more carbon dioxide. If you're doing the do the right way, you will. What? Abs- what? No, that yes. is digital gumbo listeners. That shit is not true. Do not listen to Face to face, you need to get it so where your airways is not blocked while you doing the do and get your proper oxygen in. Listen, you I, I, around, I, I'm, I'm, if, I'm if, telling if, you, in, in 10 years, everybody going to be wearing a mask. I'm not fucking you with no mask it's gonna on. Be like, it's going to be like... I'm not doing it. It's going to be It's gonna be like, actually... um. Birth control, T. Absolutely. Like, if you fellas, got a mask, stay away from me. Like, <laughs> fellas, don't do it. If you feeling all like that, then we don't need to be messing around. Come see me after show. Okay, now what it will say is just like you show me your negative STI panel before yep. we get it in. Show test. me your negative Rona test. Make a whole panel. And then all you don't got to have no mask and none of that other bullshit. You're not fucking in no the, mask. You're going to be butt-ass you, naked with a mask on. That's like being butt-ass naked with some socks on. Like, all no. I'm saying, you could be COVID <laughs> negative. Don't wear that mask because you think your cockles getting warm or something else get warm. <laughs> your cockles. And then your your heart get clenched and you think it's love and it's it's, uh, it's a heart it's attack. A, it's a massive heart attack, a coronary <laughs> coming on your ass. Man, that's kind of an ego boost though, right? Mm, I, I killed her. I killed her. Mm. Okay, so um, speaking of speaking of butt ass naked. Okay, so in Germany they have this nudist park right in the middle mm. of the center. Of what is, the what is this? Is this digital gumbo after dark? Like what is no, this? No, no, <laughs> this is this is international news story. Okay. So in Germany they have this nudist park, right? Oh and boy. um, Where are we going you know, with people this? come and they sunbathe nude, but it's right on the edge of like a forest. 
So this man was having lunch one day, and lo and behold, out of the forest came um, this boar, like a wild boar, like a feral <laughs> hog. Wait a minute, didn't we talk about this already? No, no. Well, well, it's we got did. the tusks. Yeah, it's an animal story. L- listen, listen. I could have sworn we tusks. talked about this already. Listen, T. Patty, listen, T. Patty. Oh, so it's got the tusks. So the the feral hog smelled the man's lunch. He came over, and the man tried to shoo him away, but he had his la- he had his backpack with his laptop in it. So he shooed away the boar, but the boar went and picked up his laptop and the strap to the backpack got caught on the boar's tusk and the boar took off running, right? So the boar's taking off running with the with the backpack. Then this butt naked ass man, his laptop is his whole life in that bag. He's running across the new park trying to catch the hog. He did catch him. Nobody got injured. He got his backpack back. But Adrees, can you imagine being... In the sunbathing park, butt naked, you see a boar with a backpack on the tusk, and then you see a naked ass man running after. <laughs> you know, I like I, I wouldn't be shocked by seeing the naked man, right? Because this is nudist park, whatever. Like after dark, so I wouldn't be surprised with that. But the, but the the boar with the tusk, you know, with the bag around his tusk, that would be surprising. But my thing is like, if you like nude, why'd you bring your laptop with you? <laughs> And so that made me think, like, was he, like, what was he watching on our laptop? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying, like, who, like, nothing. The laptop was in the bag. I maybe, swear we talked well, about well, this. Well, why is you bringing a laptop? Maybe he was working naked? on some spreadsheets. He was working on something. Like, mm. are you going to be on a Zoom call? Like, what, like, what is you doing? Audio only. <laughs> I, I can't figure <laughs> that out. So that's a mystery to me. T. Petty, they said it was a lot of pictures of the man chasing the boar. Most of them was blurry because he was born <laughs> real fast chasing after the boar. But the butt-naked-ass wow. man at the sunbathing park in Germany. He probably appreciated that those pics were blurry because I'm going to tell you, it probably was not a pretty sight <laughs> at all, especially if it was a little bit chilly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a good look for my man. Uh... More cautionary tales about not fucking with nature. If you wasn't in the park, you could have been sunbathing in your backyard, minding your business. It wouldn't have been no bored to come <laughs> and take their laptop with their take your laptop with their tusk. So, just I know that Europe has a much more um, cosmopolitan view of nudity. I'm not there yet. I don't want to see no swinging dingalings when I go to the park. I just don't. Let alone one that's chasing his back. <laughs> his back. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad that he got his laptop back. <laughs> Nobody got her. All right, y'all. A lady in Australia, right? She was having some plumbing problems. Like, for some reason, her toilet would not flush. So she called a plumber. The plumber comes out. He takes the top of the toilet tank off. You know, the back of the toilet. A family of snakes had uh, taken a up family? residence. Like five or six snakes oh, had taken up residence inside the toilet tank. The, Burn uh, the house down. Can't live that no more. The plumber went ahead. I guess they removed the snakes and they was able to flush. But T. Patty, you open up your toilet tank and see any type of animal in there, especially a snake. How you going to react? I'm getting the fuck out of there, and I'm never coming back, ever. Because if you got snakes in your toilet, that's mean they 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 somewhere else too. 
Well, Snakes that in the drain. they could have come up through the toilet while you're yeah. using it and biting you on your ass. Yeah. I mean, nothing is safe. Can you imagine? Yeah. You wake up in the middle of the night, you go use the bathroom. You don't turn the light on. You know what's going on. You know where everything is in your house. And you flip the lid up, you sit down, and next thing you know, tragedy. Mm-hmm. Australia is always some fucked up some shit happening with animals down there. And they are huge and Australia. lethal. That's the outback. Snakes in the drain. Uh, <laughs> snakes in the drain, Drees. What you think? I'm tired of these snakes on this goddamn drain. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, y'all. Um, Warsaw, Poland. They have a zoo, right? And they have elephants at the zoo. So the zoologists have noticed that the elephants exhibit signs of being uh, having anxiety. So what they have decided is that they're going to prescribe the elephants medicinal marijuana. Okay? I got two questions for you, Idris. One, how much weed or CBD or cannabis do you need to get an elephant high? And two, are they going to have to up the prices for the elephant exhibit? Because if an elephant get the munchies, they're going to have to, whatever elephants eat, grass or trees or whatever it is, their budget is going to go through the roof. All right, so... First of all, I don't believe they getting this weed to get to elephants. I think that's all the front. <laughs> like, cause that, that don't make no sense, no how. That's somebody just trying to get a, a a a bunch of weed and justify having a bunch of it together so they can ship it somewhere and get it somewhere else. So that's the first thing. The second thing is like, can you imagine an elephant being high and getting the munchies? Or just deciding that like that that elephant just want to like take a walk somewhere or just go for a stroll, you know you can't stop no elephant going going on a stroll that's high, so that that don't make any sense to me. And I know that you, you remember it's it used to be this like phrase of like when somebody gets drunk they see like pink elephants or whatever, you know when they get like really wasted. But like is this the new kind of thing when you get high like you just see elephants? So I, I don't understand this story. It don't it don't it don't fit together for me. T Petty, what do elephants that's high see? Do they see pink human beings or how how does that work? I don't know. But what I do know is they didn't have those damn elephants in captivity, they wouldn't have to worry about them being anxious or mm. getting them high or nothing mm. else. Petty, so what they have right to there. do to uh domesticate elephants is fucked up. If you did like 10 minutes of research, you would never go to a zoo or a circus again. So I wish the elephants would rebel and like fuck them up and escape somewhere and go find another little elephant tribe to live with. But since they can't do that, Godspeed to those elephants. I hope they get high enough to forget how shitty their existences are. Because I know we're supposed to be making jokes and shit, but... The shit that happened to elephants is fucked up, for real. It is. It is. It is true. I just want to know who decided to get these elephants high. I'm going to get you high today, man. The quantities that you need, just go ahead and let them go. Let Mm. them mind their elephant ass business. They be like, it's Friday. You ain't got no job. (laughs) (laughs) These people coming. And how you gonna make them do something after they done smoked all this weed or ate it Not or whatever? They, they ain't gonna, gonna do. get no elephants. They ain't gonna no do weed. shit. That's somebody trying to trying to ship some weed mm-hmm. and take it somewhere. Ridiculous. Else. How big of an edible do you need to give a uh, elephant to get high? I'm like, damn, is that like 
a pan of brownies, a pound of weed? Do you just instead of no with vegetable oil? You need bales, bales of weed. Do you put like instead of vegetable oil, just put CBD oil in the brownie um, recipe? How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. T. Patty, I'm sorry. We got a little monkey business we need to take care of. One, PETA is out here saying that people should not drink certain brands Fuck of coconut milk. Should oh. not drink, drink certain brands of coconut milk Fuck because me. the coconut farmers is using forced monkey labor to go up in the trees and to get the coconuts so the people can make the coconut milk. Also, they got the granny monkey buster militia out here in Japan. So what's happening in these, uh, they have these community gardens and these monkeys come at night and raid the vegetables. Good so the granny monkey militia, they got the air guns and they stand guard and they see the monkeys coming and they pop off the air guns to scare away the monkeys from stealing the vegetables. So your thoughts on monkey business? How is a monkey going to steal a vegetable? Is they come down and the they next... take it. Uh, that's not stealing. That's a monkey being a monkey. Not from the community garden. No, that's why they had to get the granny militia together. No. In, the garden, in, the, in the monkey world, isn't the monkey so... The monkey is part of the community. He's going to get some goddamn fruit and vegetables. Well, leave that damn monkey alone. This is subsistence farming. The community needs them vegetables to live off of to eat. So well, the granny's got the militia they together. They more than the granny and militia. And they need to sell, sell them air guns and buy them For the other story... First of all, fuck PETA always and forever. They more worried about some goddamn animals than they are about black people, so fuck them. Uh, forced monkey labor. <laughs> forced monkey labor to harvest the coke. Like that? I don't even know <laughs> what to say about that. Listen, we all need to just leave these goddamn animals alone because they're going to turn on us. They already have started. And it's going to be more of them than it is of us because we dying the fuck off from Rona hurricanes, fires, earthquakes, tornadoes, and everything else. We are getting uh, Darwin right on out of this fucking paint. These monkeys gonna get together with these elephants and all these other animals and be like, you know what, these humans don't fuck with us long enough. Mm. And it's gonna be like Caesar, Planet of the Apes, but it's gonna be Planet of the Apes, the elephants, the monkeys, and every other thing. They're gonna band together against us. Mm, mm, but mm. not me, because I'm advocating not to fuck with animals. So hopefully they'll listen to me. Okay, okay. Drees, now you remember back in the day on wrestling when Roddy Roddy Piper busts <laughs> Superfly Jimmy Snook up the head, upside the head with that coconut. Could a monkey turn <laughs> on the coconut milk poachers and bust a coconut uh, milk man upside the head with a coconut? Is a monkey strong enough to do that? And what you think about the uh, granny militia? It ain't about being strong enough, Nook. It's about being smart enough. And if a, um, if you can, like, you know, train a monkey to go up and get a coconut and then bring it back down, and then you out here shooting that monkey with, like, air pellets and they, they stealing vegetables, they smart enough to figure out how to organize to a revolt against you. You know, so it wouldn't surprise me if you see a monkey revolt on these coconut milk farms and all the, in these community gardens. You know, so like, wait, wait, you're going you gonna to hear stories about the monkeys rising up and getting back at people. Mm, mm, mm. 
All right, y'all, we're going from uh, Japan and uh, the coconut milk. We're going to go over to Austria, right? Like where Arnold Schwarzenegger is from. Uh, one, this man in Austria got a stimulus check, okay, $1,200. So he received the stimulus check, and he went down to his bank, and he asked his banker, is this check legit? And the banker was like, yeah. So the man went ahead and cashed it. So the person was doing the story, and they asked the man, they said, well, one, how did you get a stimulus check? And two, why did you cash it? He said he was a waiter in New York City in 1960. So they giving out stimulus checks to people that worked, that worked here 60 years ago. That's one. Also, a man in Austria set a world record. He took an ice bath, submerged his body in ice water, for two and a half hours. Adris, either story from our Aust Austrian friends. Yeah, if, if he paid taxes and he owned the roles, that's probably why he got that stimulus check. You know, it's just based on like, you know, he worked in the United States, he paid taxes into the system, and they were sending checks to just everybody. They just like, if, if you showed up there, they sent it out to you. So he got the check, he got it. Now the dude with the, like the ice bath, like, why would you? Why would you do that for two and a half? Hours? I guess he was trying to break a record or something like that. Because there's no yeah. reason to like stay in the ice bath for two and a half hours. So good for him. He broke a record. But like, I don't, I don't see any fun in that. So, T. <laughs> Petty, I can't think of anything other than breathing, having my eyes open, having my eyes closed, and sleeping that I've done for more than two and a half hours at one time. And can you imagine that brother come off out like a prune, like a white prune, <laughs> after being in the ice bath for two and a half hours? Well, also, that's, that's also just... the PPP check or the stimulus check for the man that worked uh, in the United States in the 60s. Okay, ice bath man first. That's just dumb. It's, that's just stupid. Like, why would you do that? What do you get out of that other than what? You broke a record and then what? Uh so I'm offended by old boy getting the check. He has not worked here in sixty years. I work here every day of my goddamn life and did I get a stimulus check? I sure the fuck did not. That could have been my twelve hundred dollars. And it just goes to show how incompetent the people that are supposed to be running this government are. They can't do shit right. They can't do crime right. They can't do pandemic right. They can't do nothing right but fuck shit up. They got that down pat. So somebody who has not been here in damn near well, in 60 years is getting $1,200. Meanwhile, I live 15-minute walk from the White House, and I didn't get a goddamn thing <laughs> but a tax bill to pay next month. Man, fuck this country. Okay, now y'all both are bourbon drinkers, right? Check this out. This man, I believe was uh, in uh, Ireland or somewhere in Europe, he gifted his son a bottle of whiskey every year that he was born. So even when he was like had his first birthday, every year one of the presents that he gave him was a bottle of whiskey. So uh, I think the guy is like 24 now. So he wanted to see how much the whiskey was worth. He went ahead and got a dollar value on the whiskey, 24, 25 bottles of whiskey. And it had aged and aged and aged. He did a valuation on it, and he was able to put enough, put, uh, put together enough money to put a down payment on the house. Traded in the bottles of whiskey to get his down payment on his house. So I want to know, 
Andres is that smart, and two, is you drinking up your next uh, house down payment, uh, you know, right now? Yeah, I, I, look, I done drunk enough to have four houses <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> but, you know, and the other thing, too, like, he had really good whiskey, too. So, he, you know, yeah, his, what was the whiskey? His, his, his dad brought up, I forgot the, the names of them, but it was different ones. But they were averaging about, like, you know, almost like, you know, uh, you know, a uh, almost a few hundred dollars a bottle when he got them and then they aged over time so it just became more so so it was a good investment and he thought about it like that his dad told him don't ever open this right like keep it it's an investment for you that i give to you and i think that was a smart way to use it to kind of parlay it into a house excellent excellent all right t petty um you got some 18 year old bourbon over there but my man put his whiskey together and made a down payment on the house. I mean, good for him. I would love to know what these whiskeys were that his daddy was buying him because I bet you it's all good. Um, I personally would never have enough discipline to get whiskey year after year and not drink it. I'm drinking all of my bourbon, all of it. Um, like, remember we got those bottles of Pappy randomly? Ooh, that was a that was a wonderful time. And we drank it all. Yeah, <laughs> on the spot. And Pappy is hard to come by. Yep. We've had the Pappy twenty year, the fifteenth, and the twelve. Yeah, we we didn't cherish that at all. We was like we drinking this style like the world coming to the end. We we savored it, but we drank it. There were no considerations about well, we gonna put this bottle up and not drink it. There's no such thing as undrinkable liquor in any of our houses we're drinking that shit so kudos to him for having the discipline to listen to his daddy and not drink the whiskey and being able to like fund one of his dreams and buy a house that could not be my testimony i'm drinking my liquor i hear that i got a bottle of scotch that somebody gave me five years ago that apparently is some good scotch so the next time after rona y'all might have to come over and drink some scotch with me and maybe smoke some cigars or something hey, that's i have a, not that's, that's a i have not right opened up. the scotch yet it's really really good scotch i have not opened the scotch and um i, I don't want to say the brand because they ain't paying us to talk about it but it's, <laughs> it's, it's some real show. good scotch send us a text yes and um <laughs> every time people come over they eye the scotch and it's just still in the bottle that it came in and um, you know, tequila, you know, it's like regular white, Wait then age six months. Hold on. Yeah. I've been in your house a lot of times. You ain't never showed me shit. It's cause you think that's I'm where you keep it hidden. He keep that <laughs> that's, hidden. That's <laughs> where, you know you that's... was coming over, T Patty. Okay, like, hiding a good liquor. Send me a text right now and tell me what it is so I it's, get excited. That's in the reserve liquor section. That ain't you know oh, that's, that's yeah, yeah, I've no. known him for four or five years and he ain't showed me shit. And then, you know, the tequila is the white, which is just regular. And then, you know, the blend is six months and then the age uh, 12 months. And then there's some stuff that's more than 12 months. I had some uh, 10 year uh, tequila once, but tequila wouldn't last in my house. So I'll just be mm-hmm. renting. I wouldn't be able to put no down payment together to count on liquor. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Especially what all that liquor I didn't bought during the uh, pandemic is like the little, the little store sent me an e-coupon every week. Uh <laughs> We got sales today on days and then and why? Be like, is it AM or PM? We have a sale. Be like, it's like fifteen percent off. It's spring. It's summer. It's I mean, fall. You do buy the good stuff though. I know they they and they you like get damn. Us with it. No, they they, they, they marketing director be like, we gotta we gotta make our four, our third quarter numbers like oh yeah, let's hit him up. <laughs> I mean, every week. I mean, they hit me. 
you know, all during the summer, at least one day of the week through all the weeks with a 15% off coupon. They know your birthday coming up. They know you about to do it big. That's that's right. That's right. Well, it ain't going to be as much liquor uh, consumed as in years past. But nonetheless, you know, I might just cash in one of those 15% off coupons. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what's going on with that. We will drink with you in solidarity. Okay, there we go. We're going to have a a drinking. We're going to have a Zoom party. Yeah, have a Zoom party. Have a Zoom party. Okay, last but not least, all the little ghosts and goblins, y'all, they out here saying that they not banning Halloween, but they strongly discouraging people not to do Halloween, right? No haunted houses. They saying no trick-or-treat, no trunk-or-treat, no bobbing for apples, none of this, you know. Bobbing for apples. doing that anyway. That's nasty. They said none of this stuff. So this man came up with an ingenious idea, right? He took a PVC pipe and he... Uh, use the cable ties to hook it to his railing. So you take the little piece of candy and you push it down the chute <laughs> and then the little ghost of Goblin had their little pumpkin, their little bag and then it's like almost contactless candy. So they said if you're going to trick or treat, that's the way they're going to trick or treat. So I got two things for y'all. One, they talk about it's going to be a full moon on Halloween the first time since 1944. Lord, that sounds Lord. like the setup for a goddamn scary ass yeah. movie. I'm not fucking with Halloween. And it's on a Saturday? Oh, hell no. All Hallows Eve. Hollow means spirit. I don't know if it's a good spirit. I don't know if it's a bad spirit. The only spirits I know is that tequila and that scotch <laughs> that I got in the house. Those are the spirits I'm going to be fucking with for Halloween. Also, uh, I'm going to hip y'all to the game. I'm going to give y'all some game for free. So, you know, that last week before Halloween, you go and you take your favorite candy and you put it in a hiding spot inside the consumer value you store. You tell us this every year. <laughs> you go ahead and you go to the, like where the uh, incontinent supplies is, the Depends, and put that candy back there in the hole, and you cover it up with the Depends. Nobody's looking for it. Then when you come in on November 1st, that same candy is 50% off and tastes even Boom. more deliciouser. Boom. My other hiding spot, I'm going to give you all a bonus delicious, tip. Delicious, sir. Delicious, sir. Most delicious. Wait, you got another the, hiding spot besides the Depends, behind the Depends. Yes. My other hiding spot is you go to the card, the greeting card section, right? And they got them drawers there. So the Thanksgiving and Halloween cards will be out. You go ahead and put your candy underneath where the Christmas cards is, right? You got to put the candy under there, right? Get you five, six bags. And then you put it underneath there and you put the Christmas cards, the box Christmas cards or whatever they got, the promotional items on top of that. You go back in November 1st, 50% off candy. So, Drees, you got the babies. I'm going to let you have the floor on this with hiding the candy, the candy shoot, and Halloween 2020. I I, I like that um, hiding the candy to get the discount candy. If you really like the candy, you know, so that's, that's a good life hack. So I got to remember that. Now, with, with Halloween... You know, the thing with Halloween that I've noticed, because I've always taken my kids out, is it's not necessarily the person standing at the door giving out the candy. Because you you come up with creative ways to distribute candy to kids that's contactless, that's like socially distanced. What the real issue is, is the kids themselves interacting with each other and, and, and adults. Because when they come up to a house, they tend to like just crowd the house so all of them go up to the steps at the same time and they converge into like a mini mob so like that's you know i think that's the real issue with 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 that and not necessarily just the the candy and giving it out and um the other thing is halloween so maybe if everybody have on masks 
and they start selling masks with like the um, filters in it, maybe it'll be okay. So we haven't decided as a household what we're doing for Halloween. Um, you know, we're not trying to go out, but I, I, I got to figure out the kids going to want some candy or something. So I got to figure it out. T. Patty, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, well, I live in a neighborhood, but I just turn the damn lights off and don't answer the door. <laughs> and once one or two kids see that nobody's coming, that the lights is off and nobody's answering the door, they'll pretty much get that it ain't no candy going on here. So you don't got to worry about trick-or-treaters. But what you think about this black moon that we're supposed to be having on uh, Halloween and, um, you know, hiding candy? I, I like uh, Reese's Take 5. You can just make a little note of that. Uh, so let's talk about the hiding candy first. I don't hide the candy, but I do hit up the stores on November 1st to get all my favorite candies for 50% off. But I'm not going to do that this year because your girl is working on her fitness and I don't need to be tempted by all the candy, but I'm, I'm sad to pass up the opportunity. Um, I don't have to worry about trick-or-treaters. I don't even think there's no kids in this building. And... They're definitely not letting no kids in the building. Like, they would probably get tackled by the concierge downstairs if they tried to get in. Okay. So, I'm hey, cool. I, think I need to move into that building. <laughs> yeah, like, it's kid Them free. your kids. Them your actual kids. I don't care. There ain't no kids in this building. <laughs> they don't got no ID. They can't get up in here. I mean, this is not... Y'all been over here. This is not really a kid-friendly kind of spot. Now, like, what they gonna do down here? Um, I don't... This is a tough situation for parents to be in. If your kids are used to doing it up big for Halloween or like going trunk or treating or trick or treating or even like if you limit to just going to their, their friends' houses, like you don't know how those people, first of all, you don't know how I feel about people washing their hands. So you giving my baby some candy? I think the fuck not trick ass bitch, no. Because <laughs> you're probably filthy. That candy probably got Rona on it. We would have to come up with something. Like, maybe I would turn each room into my house into, like, a different Halloween-themed room or something. That's a good idea, too, Betty. You know, it's you, a lot of work, but that's a good idea. I mean, but you just did, you know, a little theme kind of situation for your son's birthday. Yeah, so you yeah. Could, maybe you could do something, you know, in the basement and maybe, like, a couple of the rooms upstairs. You know, I'm a new tea patty. Hide some candy. I mean, in, 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 like, every Do room, I'm going to just hang scary stuff, but it's going to be stuff that's scary to adults, like bills. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you see how much this grocery bill is? Look at this insurance premium. <laughs> I'm going to that tax bill room. That shit's scary. Oh, yeah, because you know we got that, that extension. Them tax, mm -hmm. bills, them tax mm -hmm. bills is due middle you know of October. Shit. That coming that that print from the IRS was like we are not fucking around with you. We will take your house, your livelihood, interest your, and penalties your are car. accruing. Like, if you, you want to work out a payment plan, you better call us before this day. Otherwise, it's gonna be your ass. It's your ass. <laughs> no, I'm not going out on Halloween. Like I'm gonna oh. be in by sundown. Because Michael Jackson and the ghouls from Thriller and shit might be coming down the way, dancing and mm -mm, the way twenty twenty is going. The last thing I need is the the a full moon on Halloween on top of all mm -hmm. this other fuck shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna be mm -hmm. at the crib drinking most likely. Now the like man I came... do most nights. <laughs> <laughs> now the man came up with the candy shoot, right? But you know what he should have came up with? 
you know the canes with the little grippy on it for the old people that can't bend over and pick up stuff? You take one of them canes and you and you get one of them pieces of candy and you hold on to the grippy and then you put it in the bag. That's contactless for your ass right there. You just make sure the bag is open, cut it open with a knife, and you just get you the sweet tarts right out of there. And put it in the bag, one for you, one for you, one for you, the little grippy cane. Shit, that's what you need right there, so. That's what's up. Hey, Nook, do you think they're going to, um, you know, um, toilet paper people's houses this year? Hell Man. nah. <laughs> no, they are because they got extra toilet paper from all that shit that they bought extra. They got cases and cases and cases. Somebody's going to get shot this year behind toilet paper in the house because they're going to try and get them on like the 30th and they're going to try and get them on Halloween. And somebody's like going to get their buttons pushed. Like them damn kids, booyaka, booyaka. Like, they got extra toilet paper. They got extra time. And it's a Saturday. Oh, hell yeah. Toilet paper ink is going to be at an all-time high. And somebody's going to get their ass whooped. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's just what happened. y'all so um let's go ahead and switch gears uh, as we take in this podcast today that bullshit came down in louisville um in the case of brianna taylor um the coward officer that was fired was charged only with wanton uh endangerment um if i'm if i'm correct um yeah and, you're correct uh, and it was not the manslaughter or murder charges that uh, so many folks in the community had uh, called for in the death of brianna taylor um very uh, upset, um, you know, in terms of what the grand jury returned, 194 days without any type of justice. They came down with the bullshit wanton endangerment charges. No manslaughter charges filed. And then um, this bullshit, Daniel Cameron, the attorney general for uh, Kentucky, um, I was very underwhelmed uh, by his bullshit press conference. Um we know that he's on the short list to replace uh, RBG, and we'll talk about RBG in a minute. Maybe. But, um, T. Petty, I'll let you have the floor on this. Just your thoughts on the whole uh, aftermath and no justice being served uh, in terms of uh, the Breonna Taylor case today. So here's the thing. I knew that this was going to happen. I knew it. I've known it all along, and I'm still pissed off. Like I was so mad this afternoon that I got a headache, which meant my blood pressure was going up. I was pissed. And the sheer indifference that they have for our lives. This young lady was asleep in her bed and she was murdered by those former police officers. Murdered, who they've all been fired the city has already settled with the family for $12 million and nobody is criminally responsible for this girl's death. So the one bullshit indictment for wanton endangerment, a class D felony, is for the bullets that went into adjoining apartments because they could have potentially hit somebody. But nobody's responsible for the bullets that did hit and kill Breonna Taylor. Are you fucking kidding me? Then that 
ashy-lipped Negro stood there with that crooked-ass hairline and spotted all that bullshit about justice being served and outside agitators like he's Bull Connor from the 60s. Like, man, fuck you. I just felt so angry and hurt for her family that they had to not only sit in a room with him while he told them that bullshit, but then for him to go out and announce it and then call for mob justice is not justice, it's revenge, and we're not going to be swayed by outsiders. Like, fuck you from the crown of your raggedy-ass head to the soles of your ashy-ass feet. Fuck you. I wouldn't give a damn if they burned every building in Louisville down. You have spent over six months. Six months, you had time to diddy bop your ass to your uh to a, a an engagement party. He had time to get married. He slid his ass to the RNC and stood up there and spotted all that bullshit about law and order. You had time to do all of that, but you provided no transparency into this process at all during over six months' time. Then you come out here today. And it's a class D felony. He has a $15,000 bond. This girl was murdered, shot six times. When you busted into their apartment and then said that the officers who returned fire were justified because they were defending themselves. No, motherfuckers, y'all broke into his house and you didn't identify yourself. So he was defending his home as we've been told that we have the right to do. But, oh, I forgot. That shit's only for white people. We can't defend ourselves against a goddamn thing. I hate it here. And I mm. wish I could get the fuck out of here. Teresa, all of T. Petty's points are valid. Um, you know, the reckless endangerment, the, the wanton endangerment they're saying, again, is because of the bullets that went into the other house, not into the house uh, where Breonna Taylor was. Uh, the other thing is, is that um, Daniel Cameron said some bullshit about they did their investigation and that um, someone said that the police did not, but it was a reporter, I believe, uh, from the New York Times, if I'm not mistaken, said they canvassed the entire neighborhood, the entire apartment complex, and they were unable to find anybody who said that they heard a knock or that the police announced themselves. Furthermore, this happened after midnight and... Uh, I got people that live, you know, next door on the other side, and uh, I'd be hard to tell you, Preston, if you have a fan going or whatever, and you're in the middle of the night sleep, or even if you're up, you couldn't be able to tell if the police was announcing themselves or, or knocking the door. So just your thought and reactions on everything that went down, bro. Yeah, everything about this is just is just bad and wrong. And I think about the family, you know, and you have, like, your daughter and your loved one that is gone, murdered, and there's no justice for that, right? There's no justice for that. And even though, you know, you've had in a court of law, civil law, right, that wrongdoing was found and the family was awarded $12 million, yet no criminal charges kind of come out of that. And look, you were talking about, like, witnesses. I think they found one witness to say that they had knocked on the door when it was like probably like 11 or 12 people to say that they didn't. You know, you said a whole uh, you know, apartment complex. You couldn't find anybody that said they not. But yet they don't file charges. And, you know, 
just thinking about this just sickens me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, T. Petty, you're right. Like, you know, the, the charges were leveled against damage for bullets that went into a neighboring property. But the bullets that went into Breonna Taylor, a black body, there's no charges, right? So just sitting with that, it's just it's just a hard day to kind of um, absorb, you know, all of that. And you have everybody out here who are who's kind of you know yelling Black Lives Matter. You have McDonald's putting Black Lives Matter, you know, in slogans. But when it comes to justice and what it really means and when it really counts, it doesn't show up. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, they they were talking about like task force and all this kind of other stuff to look at wrongdoings and institutions, right? But this was murder. There's already laws against murder. You ain't got to create nothing. You ain't got to like, you know, you ain't got to figure anything out. Right, you just need the justice system to work for Black people, and in this case, it failed Black people. It failed Breonna Taylor. There's Again. no justice. Yeah. Again, you know, uh, nothing's really changed. Um, you know, I think after George Floyd, when everything was out there in the open on videotape, um, you know, that pretty much said, you know, charges got filed. But in some communities and law enforcement communities, uh, notwithstanding, um, that pretty much told me that. The message went to those types of people that would prey upon and kill unarmed black citizens and black people in this country that it's okay. You can do it right out in the open, no problem. Open season, same way that it's been since 1607 and we landed in Jamestown, Virginia, not a problem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, um, uh, wanton endangerment uh, when a person is in their home sleeping, something that all of us do, shot and killed by the police serving a no-knock warrant. Uh, whether it was a knock or, or knock or not, that's not the point. That a person did nothing wrong. The person that they were looking for was not even there. They didn't. That's laziness. That's laziness. You don't do a job like that. Now, we've seen all kind of cop shows where they sit and sit and sit and sit on a property when they serve in these types of warrants and know who's coming out, when, what time, the whole nine yards. Look, the person was already in Already arrested. Already arrested. Laziness. Pure laziness. And that says to that law enforcement community, it's okay. You're a special protected class. You kill and go ahead and do what you got to do, and it won't be no harm that'll come to you. A misdemeanor for a life, five years maximum? A misdemeanor? When that judge read those charges, and then, like you said, T. Petty, a $15,000 cash bail. That ain't shit. The Police Benevolent Association probably didn't raise that money already by now, and that guy's free. Unbelievable. A misdemeanor for a human life. And then what really fucking pissed me off is that the judge that read the charges assigned the case to a random number, part of the, I guess it's the Louisville Municipal Court, and the person uh, assigned it to Part 13. And you know how part, how the number 13 goes with us uh, as far as 13th Amendment. Uh, you know, people have triscodicophobia in the whole nine yards. That was just that was just an insult. Just an insult in the whole nine yards. And and Daniel Cameron, uh, fake. The fake worst. as they come. Fake. Fake. Um, 
just nothing more to nothing more to say about that brother. So uh, we're gonna see how this has turned out. Again, don't call him a brother. Mm. Number one, and the only other recourse that her family has is potentially civil rights violations. But in this fucking justice department, don't count on that shit either. I, I am just heartbroken for her, uh, for her family and friends. And for us, because once again, we all knew how this shit was going to turn out, but that does not make it hurt any less. It does not. And I just am disgusted. Disgusted that uh, somebody, who at least his skin is black, is going to stand up there and sell us that same, try to sell us the same bullshit that uh, everybody tries to sell us. Like we are stupid. No, we knew exactly what was going on. You smear, tried to smear that girl's name after she was dead, trying to make her ex-boyfriend sign some kind of plea deal that says she was part of an ongoing criminal enterprise. Like, man, fuck you. That's how it always happens. We are not allowed dignity in life or in death. And then he sat up there and tried to act like he wanted to get emotional and said his heart was weeping and it went out to her family. Like, Fuck you and your raggedy ass condolences. You can keep that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chief Patterson. No, I just I got nothing else. Yeah. Again, um, you know, murdered once by the police, and now through this bullshit, uh, quote unquote, justice process, um, you know, assassination and, and, and person um, murdered again, and then. She was an EMT. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Now, you know how law enforcement rolls. Police, fire, EMTs, they all roll together, right? They're first responders. Police, fire, and EMTs, they roll together. This woman was an EMT who worked with the police and fire and first responder community, and they couldn't even bring themselves to bring some type of manslaughter charge up with one of their own. Absolutely, positively injustice and just irresponsibility at all levels. They didn't view her as one of their own. A young black woman, what are our lives worth? Our lives aren't worth that. We'll go ahead and leave uh, that there. Uh, we also talk about, uh, T. Petty, you'll be up first on this, uh, the passing of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, Supreme Court <laughs> Justice of the United States, fought and fought and fought and fought cancer several times. Um, you know, just so much that uh, she's done, uh, even prior to her being nominated to and um, sitting on the Supreme Court, um, lost her life last week. And, um, you know, our heart goes out uh, to her family. You know, saw so many interviews with her and her and her workouts and the whole nine yards. And she might have been 89 and frailish, but she fought cancer all the way, but uh, lost her uh, battle with cancer, lost uh, her time and her battle with cancer, and um, I'm not even going to talk about the political aspects of this because yeah. a lot of folks uh, on all sides of the aisle have not even allowed this woman to be buried yet, and they just going on and on about this bullshit. So let's just talk about and celebrate quickly the life of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, T. Petty. Um. So this evening before uh before we started taping this podcast, you know I live rather close to Capitol and the Supreme Court, so I walked up there. Um, because her uh, her casket is being displayed in front of the Supreme Court on the on the top of the steps, 
with two of her clerks, um, they're sort of like rotating and sort of like standing there like an honor guard, which is something that has not been done. Um, the stature of this woman, who she was teeny tiny small, like 4'9 or 4'10 or something, um, very small in physical stature, but a giant in the legal community. And even before, uh, so definitely a trailblazer, somebody who was uh, fighting for equal rights of women essentially her entire career. Uh, I was had a sinking feeling in my stomach when I got the news. And I am, um, again, saddened for her family who are remaining, um, her husband, of course, passed away several years ago, um, I believe in 2010, but she had you know, kids, scores of grandchildren, over 120 clerks, um, even her colleagues on the, on the court. The impact that, uh, that she had, the reason that I could, you know, I have credit in my name, I didn't have a job, um, if I got knocked up, I could continue to work. I can go out and buy a car or a house or do anything that I want to do all in my name without a husband or a father vouching for me, all based on um, opinions that she's written, things that she's she's done in her lifetime. So it's really hard to like summarize the impact that she's had on this uh, nation. I mean, the woman <laughs> became a meme, like an 85-year-old woman, notorious RBG. Now, is that uh, something that the black community gives to just any old body? No. But she seemed to have been universally respected and loved by everybody. Um, and this is a great, great loss. It's sort of like the ending of an era in terms of great liberal justices on the court and like landmark things that they fought for. So Thurgood Marshall is associated with civil rights for black people. Um, RBG associated with equal rights for women. So I don't know who's going to take up uh, take up that mantle now that she's gone and there's such a sharp ideological um, split between justices appointed by Democratic Democrat presidents versus Republican presidents, but um, her impact and over her 30 years on the bench, hard to calculate. And this is a great, great loss. Well, may she be a blessing, or may her memory be a blessing to, to her family. Absolutely. Uh, Dries, uh, just your thoughts on the passing of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, bro. Yeah, it was, it was hard just to hear it. I, um, I think I was like, just sitting you know in my house and it flashed across my phone and I was like this can't be real you know and it's like you, you see it come across and you click on it and you realize like this is real and I think I, the first thing I did was like when I saw it I called up my wife and I was like babe and she's like I know you know she just knew immediately like what it was and um, you know when you talk about a voice for equality and for women's rights, like that's her legacy. And you know, T. Petty named off all the things that she can do because of um, RBG. And I would say, you know, men we're better off for it. As a country, we're we're better off for it. 
and uh, we owe all that to her. The other thing uh, I wanted to add too is the power of her voice when it comes to dissent. And if you look at it now, there's like memes going around like I dissent, right? And it talks about her legacy of kind of writing those counter opinions and the power of that um, as well and just being that voice continuously um, you know for for equality she's definitely going to be missed but her legacy is secured in what she's done for this country and I think she'll be one of those Supreme Court justices that just stands out and just kind of stands as a kind of beacon and a light um, throughout so so rest in peace Chief Petty I'm so glad you had a chance to go um, check it out at the Supreme Court and that is that just speaks to her like her army of um, of, of what you call them her um, her clerks an army of clerks that's yeah, just gangster clerks. that's just like that is yeah. that's that's awesome so Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm celebrating her life too even though I'm, I'm saddened by her passing absolutely absolutely and that ties into what we've been saying all along uh, National Voter Registration Day is passed it was earlier this week we inside now about uh, six weeks until the election we got to vote we got to vote we got to vote can't talk about voting we can't make voting a chore to do or an errand to run on election day we got to get an early vote I was encouraged by the miles long lines in Virginia when they had their their early voting days uh, last week and uh, very encouraging people want to get their vote in and get it counted early that's great and um, you know they want to go ahead and, and cast those votes early so again um, just subscribe to your local board of elections and rules make sure that you registered if you're not already and uh, you know vote uh, before November 3rd we already know we talked about the postal system and the whole nine yards just vote it doesn't matter you know don't let uh, RBG's you know, a life sort of be in vain. Don't let Breonna Taylor's life be in vain. Don't let uh, George Floyd and so many countless others' lives be in vain. Vote, 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 vote. T. Patty, your final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I think that uh, we need to have a uh, what is your voting plan uh, whole segment because everything is on the line. This is not hyperbole. There are those of us who were talking about this in the 2016 election, that the person who won that election would have the opportunity to appoint two, possibly three, maybe even as many as four justices if they got two terms. And this is where we are. This motherfucker's already gotten two. Uh, and now the fight is ensuing over the third. Like, shit is crucial. Sitting this one out is not an option. Grow the fuck up. Is Joe Biden somebody that you want to jump up and down and get excited about? No, but he's your politician, not somebody you about to fuck. You got to vote for him and then hold him and everybody else down the ticket accountable for the things that we want. But what you can't do is sit this one out and think this shit is not going to affect you. It's affecting all of us. Look at us. We haven't even been able to leave the goddamn house for over six months because you elected somebody or you did nothing and by doing nothing led to the election of somebody who is grossly incompetent 
And so now we are all in danger. And if you listen to his rhetoric, the danger is becoming more and more real. So shit is on the line, not just for us, but for the generations following us. We have an obligation to those who have gone before us to fought to secure the rights that they are fighting so hard now to take away from us. If this shit wasn't important, they wouldn't be trying so hard to stop us from doing it. So buck up, come up with your plan. If you are healthy and low risk uh, for getting the Rona, consider becoming a poll worker because typically those, those uh, poll workers are elderly and they're in a the vulnerable population. So those of us who are able, go ahead and volunteer um, to be a poll worker. Come up with your plan. We can talk about this more later. And we have to do this shit. It has to be a landslide. We have to repudiate everything that Trumpism stands for. So that means get him the fuck out of the paint, uh, flip the Senate, hold on to the House, have large majorities. Because what they have been doing, running roughshod over the American people, I mean, even more than usual, it's not just Negroes they fucking with now cannot allow to stand, cannot be allowed to stand. They have to be fully repudiated strongly in every way we know how. Crush them into the dust. That's what has to happen. And that's on us to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dries, your final thoughts before we get out of here, man, on everything that's going on, especially with the election coming up. Yep. I'm going to say not only is it your responsibility to vote and T. Petty laid out why but you got to encourage your family, your friends, everybody you know to vote and to mm-hmm. help them. If you if it's helping them figure out where their polling place is or to get their mail-in ballot, whatever you need to do, you need to figure that out. And we know we all got friends and family that, like, don't vote. Are they the ones that kind of sit it out? So, like, we can't let them do it this time. We got to be on them. We got to push them. It is our responsibility to make sure they get there and they get their votes in as well. Um, this is do or die, people. It is, it, is, it is time. The clock is running out. We got to go full, full, full steam ahead if we're going to uh, be successful. And, and you're right. It's got to be a landslide. Because mm-hmm. if it, if it's, even if it's a landslide, they're going to say, like, uh, it was rigged. So it's, it's got to be a landslide because we're going to be fighting uphill the entire way. No matter yeah. what happens, it's going to be a fight for our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll go ahead and put some uh, notes uh, on uh, voter registration uh, nationwide. Then you can break it down to your state. Uh, we'll put those in the show notes. But this is uh, episode 23, and I'll just leave it like this. It's 200,000 people that's done died from this virus that wish they could vote. That probably was. You know, except for the babies uh, of voting age, wish that they could go ahead and vote. Do it for them if you don't do it for no other reason, but you should be doing it for yourself and doing it for the ancestors. So, y'all, that's episode 23 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for riding with us. As always, uh, you can check us out on our social uh, media channels uh, on Instagram and on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo. And uh, you can email the show, give us some feedback. We're starting to get uh, some emails trickling in. Everybody's back from vacation time or chilling out uh, on their back uh, porch or deck the digital gumbo at gmail.com the digital gumbo at gmail.com if you check us out on twitter uh you'll find out um that uh 
uh, a planet has been claimed by Russia. We also talked about an alternate suggestion <laughs> for another planet uh, that might get claimed by a country. And then finally, coming soon, we're working on it, y'all. Um, the uh, Digital Gumbo website, thedigitalgumbo.com. So yeah. that's it for us for episode 23. We'll check y'all out next time. Y'all good? Good. All right. We love y'all. Peace. We out. Peace. Bye, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello there.